balance was good and strength as well there. Mares has made something of that. It's Mares 2-0 to Leicester City. Edition of the Apple Updates podcast. This week we're joined by the YouTuber Kurt Yo and FPL wannabe wizard Yusuf Dahmani. Good evening, gentlemen. Good evening. So without further ado, we just come off the back of a game week with limited fixtures, harder to score points. Starting off with Kurt, Kurt, how did your team get on? Uh, it was a tough week. I got three points above the average, which with teams that haven't been touched since you know the first game week, it would usually be bad. But I think the fact that a lot of people will still have Eden Hazard in their teams and he got a good score means that 42 just above the average isn't too bad. I did only have 10, or I say 10, I had nine players playing because De Bruyne didn't play. Uh, I decided in the end to go for captain of Kane, and that didn't end up too well, um, even though I did say I'd go for Mahrez, and he got nine. So overall, I'd say quite a disappointing week. What about you, Yusuf? Is it, is it the same? Because I know you also captain Harry Kane. Yeah, uh, I captain Harry Kane, and uh, I, I got... 48 points, which is quite disappointing, and it's due to, uh, I thought Liverpool would do better. I had Milner and Coutinho that only ended up getting a point each, and um, my team was basically saved thanks to Aguero, Sturridge and Mares, who picked up the points for me. Well, I got uh, 58, <coughs> so uh, I hope you both just about <laughs> see me from down below there. Bit jammy with the Michael Brighton goal off the bench, but I'll take what I can get. Um, Kurt, Deli Alley's been banned for the rest of the season. How how big of a blow is that on this game? I think it's a huge blow because he's not costing too he's not costing too much. He's quite a cheap player, and you know there's not really anyone good at that price you can replace him with. He's you know where a lot of people like me had put him in for the simple reason of him being uh, cheap and in good form. And now we've got to sort of reevaluate where transfers go for the rest of the season. Early replacements for Deli Ali. The only one I can really think of is Iwobi. But to be honest, he hasn't been performing in the last two game weeks as previously. Um, um, apart from that, maybe Townsend, because Newcastle are pushing to stay up. So Townsend's only worth 5.7. And he's been on form recently. He's been scoring the goals, and I think he could be key for Newcastle staying up. That's a really good shout because Newcastle have got Crystal Palace and Aston Villa, two games where you could expect them to get wins in. So Andros Townsend, a really, really good shout there. Kurt, we also saw at the weekend um, Kalechi Ihanacho score twice. Is it start, time to start looking at sort of these lesser players who are just getting some experience from the academies is it time to delve into the the academies of teams now to just really get these final few points because this is a time where people do tend to drop off when the big boys are dropped I'd, it's a weird one with Ihinacho because he's obviously you know I'm in love with the way he plays he's such a you know fantastic footballer and you know a great goal scorer but for me I feel like not with Ihanacho because City is still pushing for a top four. It's not technically secured, although everyone is pretty certain on them getting it. Uh, but I think maybe the players that hadn't really got a chance that are trying to prove themselves to stay in the team for next season. But 
I think it's best just to stick with the players that you know are going to play to get the certain points for me. What about you, Yusuf? Um, I, I agree, to be honest. Uh, it's, it's tough because, obviously, Man City, they're, they're still in the Champions League, so would they want to rest uh, certain players and bring in Ian Nacho? That's a question. Um, the only other issue is, as well, it's just it's tough. It's tough when it when it's like academy players such as like Iwobi and your Rashford and those players. You really don't know if they're either going to be benched or they're going to start for the team. So you just got to go for your gut instinct, I guess. So looking ahead to game week 36, back to 10 fixtures. Kurt, the, the thing everyone seems to keep an eye on now is who's playing Aston Villa. Is that the right way to go? Should we be saying, well, Watford, despite having three wins all year, we should be going for Watford plays because they're playing Villa or is that is that not sensible? It's a risk. I think we've seen, even with Southampton, they were starting to drop off. They scored four. However, Villa did managed to get two goals. For me, though, I'm, you know, I did, um, him one of my YouTube videos, I did say um, a good choice of striker, at least for the rest of the season, would be Troy Deeney because he's, you know, he's got a good few fixtures. He's in better form than Iqalo is. And I, I feel like, um, you know, it's probably the right way to go because Villa do have nothing to play for and they are so easy to score against. It's basically three points up for grabs. Interesting, that, because Yusuf, someone has sent in a question uh, it comes from at Real Mojo eight nine zero one, and he says, "Am I crazy for wanting to captain Deeney?" Uh, I don't think he's crazy. I wouldn't blame him. It's, it's Aston Villa. You, you can never know. Maybe Deeney will, will bag a hat trick. Um, so, uh, uh, looking at the other fixtures, if you've got other players such as Aguero or Kane. I could see them being a better choice because obviously Watford have been poor and um, haven't been bagging the points, have they, for, for certain people? So, yeah. Well, someone else, uh, Bo Saif, has asked, is it worth uh, getting Igalo back? He seems to have lost his goal-scoring form. Is Igalo maybe one to finish the season on a high or is it just not, not right considering his form? I, I just don't. It's, just, it's too much of a risk. He's been in such bad form uh, for such a long time. I feel like Dean needs a safer option. Though he missed a penalty against your beloved West Ham. Um, I still think uh, Dean will be on the penalties. He's also very good at getting assists. He's got a lot more. I think he's got you know, quite a few assists. And as far as form goes this year, dean has been in much better form. So I feel like Dean's a, a better choice than Nicolo at this point in time. And Yusuf, I'm Rubish, would like to know. Um, would it be ideal getting any Chelsea player in the team at this stage of the season? You know, the pressure is off them. They are playing Liverpool, Tottenham and Leicester. Would, would any Chelsea player make sense? We saw Fabregas get three assists and Hazard score twice, for example. Yeah, um, the thing with Chelsea players I see is that their price is still quite expensive. And there's other players <clears throat> with, like, easier fixtures. For example... I'm going to say Liverpool, yeah? You could bring in, instead of bringing in Hazard or Fabregas, you could bring in, if you haven't got Firmino, Coutinho, bring either of them in because they're playing Swansea. Swansea have, have been poor. I think they've conceded eight goals in two games. And um, 
and the and game week 37 is a double game week for Liverpool. So I'd rather bring in Liverpool midfielders than Chelsea midfielders, and they're cheaper. So let's turn our attention now to game week 36. Just the usual 10 fixtures, nice to see. We've touched upon Watford playing Aston Villa. Um, I'm going to kick off with my captaincy choice, and then we'll come to you two. I do think it's a bit of a no-brainer with Alexis Sanchez. I just think he, prior to the Sunderland game, he scored four games in a row, and I think at home to Norwich, this really is his bread and butter. Any set piece, you know, expect him to score a free kick, expect him to create those goals and score them as well. So I'm going Sanchez. So I just repeat it. <laughs> oh, I don't even know how I muted it. Right, um, Jermaine Defoe is someone that I'm looking for for the upcoming game week. Because if you look at Stoke's last three games, they've conceded four, they've conceded four, and they've conceded four. Sunderland are fighting for their lives. Stoke have nothing to play for. And I think it's another case of easy, easy points when it comes to Jermaine Defoe. You know, that was brilliantly put. It was almost as if you'd rehearsed it. What about you? <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> um, for me, like I said before, Liverpool are playing Swansea. And Swansea have been poor. So for me, it's Sturridge. Because I've got Sturridge in my team. And he's been scoring near enough every game. And I can see him scoring against Swansea, against that defence. So for me, it's Sturridge. You don't think Sturridge will get rested for the uh, European game? Uh, he's obviously he's not starting tonight. He's not starting tonight, no? No. No, then... Then obviously, Sturridge has been starting, hasn't he, in the league. So for me, I'm still going to stick with Sturridge, let alone Europe. So an interesting mix there. Alexis Sanchez, Jermaine Defoe and Daniel Sturridge. Although, of course, ultimately, the decision does lie with you guys, the listeners. Kurt, what about some differentials in this week? Um, I know Everton haven't been great recently, but they are at home to Bournemouth. Or perhaps maybe Andros Townsend, who we touched on. Um, to Palace. Is there any dark horses you see this week? I have looked at John Stones. I did recommend him for the rest of the season, but I looked at Everton and I think if you bring him, if you're looking at bringing defender in for Everton or John Stones in maybe this week, it's it's got to be a no because this game week uh, they've got Coleman, Funes Mori, and Jagielka out. That leaves Baines on the left, Stones in the centre, and then two other players to fill in where a usual you know, recognised centre-back and right-back would fill in. And when it comes to Everton, I think they've got five defenders and three of them are out injured. So this week, I feel like it's a no, but it's worth bringing maybe John Stones in just for the fact they've got a double game week coming up. And there's always a chance they could get a clean sheet this week. And I think Andrew Townsend's brilliant. I think another one to look at is maybe, um, as far as price is concerned, Manuel Lanzini. I think he's 4.9 million and he's, you know, a brilliant, brilliant player. And I'm pretty sure they've got a double game week. Um, they might have a double game week as well. They do. They do. So I think now Lanzini's a, a definite must-have. Now, Yusuf, of course, the big game is that Leicester can win the league if they beat Man United. Now, a lot of people reckon they all go either two ways. One or two ways. One, Leicester will be too nervous and they'll end up losing. You know, you've got the hair in net. Or they're going to go there and they're going to win two or three nil and play like champions. 
Still no Jamie Vardy. What are you expecting from Leicester this game week, Houston? You know, <clears throat> you were talking about um, dark horses. Yeah. I, I know Joe has got a risk. But yeah. I, I'd, I'd put him in your team. 5.3 uh, yeah. million. Bargain. And he looks like he could he could actually get the winner for Leicester. Uh, so, it, like you said, it, it could go either way. We've seen De Gea. He's been, he's been amazing all season. He's been, he's been saving uh, United. But, obviously, I think Leicester, they're, they're going to push for it. They, they know that. It's, it's, it's there. They, they've got it. Or... It could end up a draw, so it's a tough one. It's a tough one. I think the thing with I think the thing the thing with Leicester is is that I I for one I'm, I'm guilty of this for you know months and months have been saying that Leicester might get nervous, Leicester might get nervous, Leicester might get nervous, and the only two games they've really dropped points in uh, uh, recently has been games where they've had red cards. And I think we've got to start realising that Leicester aren't the little, you know, the relegation strugglers they were. And when they came up to the Premier League, they are a team that is going to win the Premier League. And we should start, you know, maybe treating them that way. So assuming, say they keep their big stars, are we assuming their prices to be, you know, sort of what Chelsea's prices were this season, next season? Do you think Mahrez could be 10.5? Do you think Vardy will be 9.5? Do you think we're going to see that transition in the game as well, Kurt? Uh, I'm not. I think that sort of price would be a bit over. I feel like they'll sort of end up around Liverpool's sort of price range, the sort of between eight million and sort of nine point five, the sort of where you start with Coutinho and Firmino and end in Sturridge. That sort of price range for me is like because you're not really overpricing them, so people won't pick them, but you're not really underpricing them, so people or everyone will pick them. And I feel like that's a happy medium for how their season has gone. Now. We've just had the PFA Awards. Of course, Red Murray's won. Congratulations to him. We've also seen the team of the season be announced. We're now going to come up with the FPL team of the season. Of course, it's not necessarily the same as the team of the season. Um, for example, N'Golo Kante, there's no way he'd make the FPL team of the season really <laughs> because it, 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 it's pretty much irrelevant on the game. Um, so... We're going to go position by position. Um, the formation is completely up to you two. We're going to start with Yusuf. Yusuf, one goalkeeper. Who is it? One goalkeeper. Uh, Best FPL goalkeeper this season. Gomez for Watford. He's, he's yeah, back 152, 152 uh, points all season. Uh, and he's the highest uh, goalkeeper at the moment. Do you know what's crazy about Gomez? In the double game week, first game, he saved two penalties. And in the second game, Watford actually conceded another two penalties. Could you imagine if he saved those two as well? It would have been, been raucous. So, <laughs> are you in agreement that Gomez is the, the best keeper on this game this season? Or do you think De Gea I think... or maybe Butland deserves a shout? I think Butland, if he wouldn't have got injured, he could have been up there. I think Czech has been a safe choice, but Arsenal, like in the games against Crystal Palace, have conceded cheap, cheap goals, and I think Gomez is definitely the one I'd pick. Who would have thought it? A newly promoted keeper, eh? Gomez, well <laughs> done. You are in the team of the season. Now, FPL, traditionally, we have a back three, don't we, right? So we're going to do three defenders, 
Of course, it doesn't matter if they're a fullback or not. It's just points-wise, what they've done for you-wise. Kurt, give us your first defender in the team of the season. Having picked him up from pretty much when he was 5 million, uh, I think it's 5.1 or 5.2, I picked him up. Toby Alderweireld, uh, considering he started 5.0 and ends on 6.4, I think he's probably been the best centre-back this year, and I think points-wise he's well above anyone else, so he's an easy choice to get in there. Well done, Toby. Yusuf, the second defender? It'll have to be uh, Bellerin. He's, yeah. uh, he, can bag, he can bag the assists, and he can as well um, score. So, and, of course, Arsenal... Not recently, but they were keeping clean sheets, so it's got it's got to be Bellerin for me. And for me, I'd I'd have to say, um, particularly with the the results and the clean sheets they've got recently, I'd have Christian Fuchs in there. Of course, part of that solid back four, and Christian Fuchs that solid left foot. Well, he if he takes more uh, more set pieces, I reckon a lot more goals will be scored. He's got that assist from Morgan as well, so I'm going to say Christian Fuchs. So the back three is Alderweireld, Bellerin and Fuchs. And Gomez in there. Are we all happy with that? I'd echo yep. that, yeah. Right. This is where it gets a bit tricky. Are you going to have two up front or are you going to have three up front? What do you think? Oh, it's <laughs> got to be three up front. I think there's too many good forwards this year. Yeah, three, four, three. Let's do the midfield then. Um, Yusuf, I wonder who we'd have in midfield, eh? Well, it's got to be it's got to be Mares, mate. PFA, uh, he's bagged a total of 234 points. Yeah. He's far from any other midfielder, so he's been the best in the game this season. He's actually been he's actually just far of everyone. He's the highest scorer by by loads compared to everyone. The Mares first spot, unquestionable. Kurt, second midfield spot. Um, Jack Colback. This is Premier League, not Championship. <laughs> <laughs> no, joking aside, I think oh. for me, I've uh, there's a lot. It sort of gets awkward now because there's players that have been informed recently, players that haven't been informed. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go with Christian Eriksen because although he wasn't good at the first part, I feel like he's really picked his um, game up in the second half of the season and deserves a cheeky little spot there. He's also sort of um, been sort of not talked about much because of. He's been in Deli Alley's shadow, really, which is a shame, because Ericsson's actually having a really good season in that midfield. But somebody yeah. so gets his place. Use the third midfielder. Uh, I don't know if you agree with me or not, yeah. but for me, it's, it's Firmino. Because Firmino's been playing that, that striker role. Yeah. So he has been scoring and assisting as well. I know he hasn't, obviously, he's had a bad start to the season, trying to adjust himself, but I think... He, like as the season went on, he for me he has been key for fantasy football. Well, I think I'm going to have to uh, discuss this with Kurt because for me, you know, before January was pretty much irrelevant. Uh, of course, having a great year, new manager. What do you think, Kurt? Do you think Firmino's done enough? It's a it's a really tough one. I think there's it sort of gets to the point now where you've got loads of players there. I think. I think it deserves a shout, but it's on personal opinion. But I think, to be honest, I think he's not up there with total score or points per game. So it's a, it depends if you like him or not. I can't really, I can't really give a decision. It's too tight. Too tight. 
we'll have him in there then. If you want to, he's, he's been, he's been, when he's on his game, I remember when they played Arsenal, he, he can score some stunners. It's just a shame he didn't do it at the start of the season. But, so we'll have Firmino as the, as the third midfielder, but if you judge someone on half a good season, Kurt, Mesut Ozil walks in the team then, doesn't he? <laughs> See, that's the point, because I was thinking of Ozil, he's got the second best points per game, then I'm also looking at the facts of De Bruyne, because he's come in, he, yeah. when he started playing, he played really well, he's always been a consistent performer, got injured for a bit, but he's come back from injury and still played well, got good points. So it's, it gets really confusing now as to who takes the last spot. Who do you think should get that last spot, Yusuf? You've also got people like Ali, you've got Payet, you've got Sigurdsson. Who do you think deserves back. it? <laughs> it, it it's, it's tough. Because I've put Firmino now, but I've also I also agree with Erzo. I know he started the season bad as well, but he's he's been getting loads of assists, hasn't he? He's the topest uh, yeah. in the Premier League, and of course Payet, Payet as well. He's been amazing all season, so it, it's tough. I, I don't know. It's between Erzo and Payet for next for me. Well, I'm not going to be very um, impartial, so. Kurt, Ozil or Payet? Oh. Um, he's got better points per game, although he hasn't really turned up recently, so I think Mesut Ozil. That's the last time you come on this show, Kurt. Last time. <laughs> <laughs> right, there we go then. So we've got a midfield of Red Murray's, Christian Eriksen, Roberto Firmino and Mesut Ozil. Not a bad side, but that does leave us with three forwards and I'm going to start with Jamie Vardy because I'm pretty sure you two agree Jamie Vardy has been a really really good player to have this season right yeah I think starting at 6 million he's done the order field effect just constantly gone up and yeah. I think definitely worth it so Vardy the first spot Yusuf who takes the second striking spot it's got to be Harry Kane he's the top of the uh, forwards with 201 points He's only two ahead of uh, Vardy total total score, mm-hmm. so it's got to be Har- it's got to be Harry Kane. And Kurt, is, is the final spot between uh, Aguero and Lukaku, or, or is Igalo just a, a special mention? Ah, uh, he's. Uh, I think Igalo deserves a, a mention, but he doesn't. I don't think he's anywhere near the team. I think that when it comes to strikers, we've got the top four strikers. And it's, you know, the aforementioned Aguero, Lukaku, Vardy and Kane. Uh, I'm looking at it. Aguero's got better points per game over Lukaku. And I'm looking at total score and Lukaku's got more points over Aguero. But I feel like you sort of expect it from Aguero. And I don't think Lukaku had the best of seasons last year. He could have done a lot better. And he did, he's done a lot better than he did this year. So I'm going to make a push for Lukaku. So there we have it. Lukaku makes it in the team. So, no Sergio Aguero in the side. Poor you expect bloke. it. He's, he's 13 or so million. I mean, you expect him to do that. And if he doesn't, then he's in the worst team. It's like when you pay that much money, you, yeah. you, well, he, you he needs to perform. But the, the thing is, for me, Aguero, recently, he's been doing far better than Lukaku. Lukaku has been poor. I had him on my team. He was picking up nothing. And I was close to triple captain him when he uh, when they had a double game week. And I don't know. I don't know. I, I prefer Aguero than Lukaku, if I'm honest. 
Let, let's let, let's have Aguero on that bench, along with Pele. <laughs> let's use our bench boost for the team of the year. Yeah. <laughs> right. So there you have it. That's, it's an interesting team when you think of when you think back to August and you think who would be in the in the team of the season. People would have laughed at Myers and Vardy, but then you do get the solid people like Kane, like Özil. It's an interesting balance because at the end of the day, you do get your big hitters, but you get some hidden gems as well. But I think it's, we all agree that that's a pretty solid side to have this season. Yeah. So, guys, that is going to wrap up this week's podcast. One last point we're going to let you know about is that the Euros are coming up, which means FPL is over, but there'll be fancy football for the Euros with Football Fanager. You can play some Euro 2016 fantasy football this summer. You can register at fanager.com. There'll be a link in the description to this podcast get amongst the euros cheers to kurt and yusuf for coming on thank you and we'll see you again next week